man, we're already like two months into this podcast. I can't believe it. Can you believe it, Matt? Have we been together that long? I mean, we've been is this dating. our anniversary? Yeah, well, uh, uh, yeah, probably. We've been dating for a long time. My name is Jake First, Evan M. Tilt, and I am joined today by my co-host, Mr. Matt Bamonte. What's going on, everybody? Long time, no chat. I feel like a lot has happened in the past like week or two weeks when we take... You know, we do it every other week, but I feel like a ton has just gone on, right? I mean, that's why we do it every other week, so we have content, right? Yeah, we got a lot to talk about, which is sweet. We got a lot to talk about on the Attack for Lethal podcast. This is our fourth episode, officially two months two months doing this, and it's just kind of crazy. want to reiterate that. Um, the first thing I want to start off on the podcast here is we actually have a new podcast sponsor. So we would like to formally introduce the new official sponsor of the Attack for Lethal podcast, Mom's Basement Games. Mom's Basement Games is a TCG player store who specializes in bringing not only the best Magic the Gathering singles products offerings, but also the best prices. So check them out. Their link is in the podcast description. And we will have one of the co-owners, Mr. Josh Warren, on our next episode of the podcast. Yeah, it should be good to pick his brain a little bit and see kind of... I know a lot of people think the sky's falling on like MTGO or... Um, and like even like paper magic, right? So it'd be cool to get his his kind of reaction to the whole thing with uh, Arena coming out and, and all that jazz and magic getting into esports and things like that. Yeah, get somebody who does it for a living, you know? And um, definitely. Also, another big announcement here is that our podcast is officially on iTunes. Many of you know this, but many of you don't. And um, if you do give it a listen on on iTunes, please leave it a rating. Um, we would love to get that five star, get some more people listening to the podcast. We love all you guys who listen to our podcast anyway. Um, and then uh, moving on to the next section here, I actually am going to be hosting a charity stream next December. Next, well, not next December. Next December, wow, that's a long <laughs> way away. Yeah, next Thursday, December 20th at 6 p.m. So that's December 20th, 2018, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to about 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Feel free to stop in anytime, ghost it, just leave it, you know. Come say hi. You don't have to donate. Just come say hi. Um, and, and we're going to be doing this charity stream to be benefiting My Cookie Project, which is basically a play on Michigan Cookie Project. It's a nonprofit charity that teaches disabled individuals in the state of Michigan how to have job skills like cooking and interacting with other people. And it's just a really cool organization that I'm like blessed to have been around for a long time. My brother, Max, uh, my brother, Max, has autism for many of you who don't know. And um, he actually works there and they teach him a lot of job skills. So I would love to like, I don't know, just drop them a big donation, and really help them out. Uh, I was going to do it for Autism Speaks, but Autism Speaks, after some consultation, gets a lot of corporate donors. And I feel like if we donate, you know, to a smaller cause, smaller organization, then that's really much more beneficial. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I definitely can respect that. It's a cool thing you're doing. And I'm just kind of giving up a little bit of your time to, to help uh, benefit uh, my cookie project. And it should be a good time. I'm going to swing by for sure for a few hours, hang out, maybe heckle you, uh, you know, just the normal stuff I do. Oh, yeah. Just come make fun of me. Ask me why I'm cheating on you. But yeah, that, that's going to be um, December 20th, 2018, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to about 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And uh, the info on My Cookie Project, the link to their website so you can see what they're all about, will be in the description. Yeah, so so get into some magic-related uh, things here. We did have a Star City Games Invitational, which was kind of... Okay, so this is kind of what I did not go. Um, and I think I told some friends it was the happiest I've ever been to not go to a tournament uh, because of the snowfall that was in Roanoke, right? So the snowfall in Roanoke on Sunday actually shut their event down, right? Basically, um, I know people were having trouble getting into the center to, to complete the top eight um, for both, obviously, the Invitational and the uh, the drafts uh, portion. 
So, uh, but on top of that, uh, we did crown a champion, which is Andrew Jessup, and he's super deserving. Uh, he's been grinding since, I don't know, I can remember. You know, he took Kirk Clan Ironworks to the uh, finals, and I mean, that deck's just busted at this point. Yeah, deck's absolutely busted in half. Big congratulations to Andrew Jessup. Um, I've been hurt hearing that deck get called uh, Metal Storm. I like that. That's kind of fitting, actually. <laughs> it basically is Metal Storm, right? Yeah, so... We know that KCI has, like, been a top contender. Um, sometimes it gets yeah. hated out for a couple weeks, but, like, you know, that deck's just very resilient to hate, so it usually crawls back out of the trenches regardless of how much hate there is. Yeah, I feel like that's the problem with this deck, right? It's, I, it's not a problem for the people playing it, obviously, but for, for everyone who comes to a modern tournament and needs a, quote, plan for KCI, it's super hard to interact with. Um, you need basically a couple pieces of hate, in order to slow them down and even still like engineer explosives is a messed up card it deals with all onboard hate cards right so um it, it just it, again like you said it's just resilient it's it's super hard to beat i feel like if we played like pro tours that were all modern for a year or something like that casey i'd be the most played best deck across the board it, it wouldn't even be close and i think the deck would probably get something banned from it i don't i don't know what um maybe like ancients i've been asking for ancient stirrings to get banned since i can remember playing modern between that and like phyrexia mana and zero mana spells kind of like you know mox opal so i was playing like two big offenders already in the format um i I just i feel like those cards just do inherently busted things and they're probably fine for the format at large um but i think maybe the deck like casey needs a little bit of a nerfing in order to like bring the power level back to something appropriate I mean, like, I've been asking for, you know, Splinter Twin to get unbanned. Does that mean the Ancient Stirring should be banned? Like, I'll make it's that just, trade, but... It's so hard. I don't know... I don't know if, what Splinter Twin would do against KCI, to be honest with you. I mean, sure, you have... You could maybe... I mean, they played, like, Reman and things like that. So, it probably has a good matchup against KCI. Um, like, it probably... Splinter Twin was really good against, like, combo decks. You played so much counter magic, and they could even play things like Spell Pierce in the main. They could play... um Ceremonies rejection, if that's something they're really interested in. Um, they could play, know, like, man. Vandal Blast. Yeah, the more I think about it, like, I hate watching KCI. I just, I can't stand it. I watched a lot of the Invitational Top 8, and there was two KCI players in the Top 8, and I just, like, wanted to turn it off. So, Splinter Twin isn't very interesting either, to be honest with you. It's just not. Like, you counter a couple things. If they're tapped out, they're dead. It's... Oh, you take Combo that decks. back. You take no, that I'm back. Not, that deck is so I skilled, refuse. dude. <laughs> I refuse. I refuse. So then, just, like, I have a question for you then. What do you think yeah. about, like, is it Phoenix? Do you like watching that deck? We know it's, like, the best I performing do. deck right now. Yeah, it's, um, the power level on it is pretty fair, I think. Um, I do like the way it plays out. Obviously, me, I'm a graveyard kind of deck. We talked about this last podcast, I think, where um, I like the low-resource count decks um, that operate at the graveyard a bunch. Um, is it Phoenix? It's doing busted things. Hello, Faithless Looting. Um, but it's not like super oppressive, you know, like Surgical Attraction is a real card against them. Um, like Rest in Peace is pretty tough. They don't have main deck cards like, you know, like Engineer Explosives to get them out of holes if, you, if you're if you playing main deck answers. So if you want to beat Is It Phoenix, I think it's totally reasonable um, to be able to beat the deck. I do love the play style. Obviously, I played a bunch of it in Standard. Um, people are playing like I think the, the numbers are still off on this Phoenix deck as well. So people are playing like four thing in the ice. Some people are playing a, a couple monastery swift spears to be more aggressive. Um, 
like there's like one charter course in some of these decks, the one opt. There's there's all kinds of flexible numbers, and I think we're still a long way away from finding the most optimal build of the Phoenix deck. So like overall as a whole, do you think that like is it Phoenix and KCI are here to stay? Or like I know I myself have been playing a lot, like and I mean a lot of Band Spirits. Okay. And uh Band Spirits is just it's a very good deck. I think it's a very good fair deck. Um, having three rest in peace, three stony silence in the board is a pretty nice strategy. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to do something because your deck is just so fair. Like, if you show up with Aether Vial in your deck, for me, if I'm showing up with Aether Vial, like I- I've done something wrong. Uh, I want to I want to play something busted in half. I don't I don't want to show up with. You know, just vanilla troops, you know, vanilla things that are flying or... Whoa, or whoa, whoa, you take that back. You, we have Spell Queller, we have Geist of Saint Traft, we have, you know, They're all super, the cards that make dreams come true, right? We have them in our deck. Super, super duper vanilla. Like, I just, I can't, it doesn't get much more vanilla than that. Like, I, I don't know. I just, for me, I want to show up with, if KCI is unbanned, there's no chance if I'm not going to play that deck. Or like, have you ever seen Amulet Titan before, Jake? Have you seen that deck before? Yeah, that deck, that deck is the opposite of vanilla. And if we keep using vanilla to describe things, I keep thinking about sex. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So Not like, about the ice cream I tried to buy you? Yeah, I'm still bitter. Oh, you see, I like cookies and cream ice cream, but you got you to gotta drop the ice cream thing. You can't buy me ice cream, Matt. Like, right. I can't just go on a date and then have ice cream courtesy of Matt Bamante on my date. How does that make me look Do as you- somebody who's trying to pay for everything on a date? You would be the clout master. You'd be like, wow, check it out. This dude just bought us ice cream. You'd be the clout master. <laughs> the true blue clout master. You would be. So, like, so, we, we know Spirits is, like, you know, probably the best fair deck, and I know you really can't argue that if we had to, like, come to terms. Like, it's probably the best uh, Aether Vial deck. Humans yeah. dead. What? Where is humans at? They're gone. I don't know. Just like, fell off get, the wayside. Off the humans. Get me off humans. I used to think the deck was busted in half, and then people started playing actual decks, and I was like, yeah, all right, we're done here. So. I mean, the deck was kind of busted in half until everyone figured out how to beat it, and just <laughs> the Jeskai menace. Like basically, the Jeskai menace swooped in from the sky, said, "Supreme verdict, you lose." I we're gonna lose a lot of people, but I think Jeskai is actually the worst deck like that people actually play in modern. Uh, I don't think it has a good matchup that's not humans. It's just I, so popular, though, dude. I, it is. It's insane. Like, the <laughs> people just love to show up with Celestial Colonnade and, and Hollow Fountain in their deck. I don't get it. Yep, and foil uh, it out, too, on top of that. I am literally never playing Hollow Fountain in my deck unless it's, like, a splash for Lingering Souls or something stupid going on in my deck. I don't know what, but I couldn't I couldn't be paid enough to show up with Jace the Mind Sculptor in my deck or Teferi in in Modern. Yeah, I've personally played a lot of Jeskai, and I just don't think it's in a good spot right now. I don't think Jeskai is where you want to be. Yeah, I mean, if people are showing up with combo decks, like you're just going to get blown away. You, you can't. You can only logic nut so many things when not putting a clock on someone, right? Yeah, absolutely. And everybody, if everybody is playing like humans, I can see Jeskai mm-hmm. making a return. That's why Jeskai was good because you just prey on the humans decks there everywhere. It's a great matchup. Um, the the interesting deck that we saw out of the top eight of Portland, though. Yuda played this blue black fairies deck. You want to tell me a little yeah, bit about that? <laughs> yeah, I will tell you. I will tell you. You mentioned that it was Yuda Takahashi who um, top aided with this blue black fairies deck, and Yuta is known to play like Spellstutter Sprite slash Bitter Blossom dot deck for his entire existence in Magic. Uh, so no surprise to see him show up with something like this. Um, 
But like, there's some crazy cards in here. There's like <laughs> standard cards. There's two cast downs. This is a standard okay, legal dominaria is, card, my dude. There are cast downs, and there's a hero's downfall in this deck. Hero's uh, downfall. And for those of you who don't know, hero's downfall. It's, a, it's an old card from Theros. It's a black, oh, black, and one. Well, it's a, I mean, it's a colorless. Like, <laughs> if you think about it, Theros is kind of old. There's a lot of newer players, especially with Arena coming into the game here. Um, yeah. And it's an instant, so it's a black instant that destroys target creature or planeswalker. And when this card came out, it was an, an, a mandatory black deck card. Like, it was bonkers. An instant that kills planeswalkers for three mana, unheard of. Yeah, that card was definitely a four of in uh, any deck that could deck that could play the the black black mono black uh, devotion. That deck, that's a, so that Jake, that's a good funny story actually. That's the first deck I ever owned in Magic. Yeah, I you playing, mentioned that, and it's like yeah. For those of you who don't know, mono black devotion was basically like a control deck which used the card pack rat um yep. which is a it's a black colorless and it's a one one and uh, you basically can tap two colorless a black and then tap it and then discard a card and it makes a copy of pack rat and pack rat is what power and toughness equal to the number of rats you control uh that's correct yep yeah yep it was bonkers so you yes. just make a bunch of those and then drain your opponent with gray merchant of asphodel which is basically like a devotion based you drain two for each each black and then gain two which is cool. Yeah, it's uh, it was pretty busted, and you had like things like underworld connections to fuel you, so you like drew many cards, which and also counts towards devotion. Sure <laughs> Let's did. never forget sure that. Did. Sure did. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, Yuda's deck is is just a smattering of like good blue black cards, right? Snapcaster Mage. I- I'm not gonna say spell spellstarter sprites a good blue card because that that'd be pretty that'd be pretty aggressive of me to say, but he's got like Liliana the Veil. Um, Jason Mind Sculptor. I was kind of surprised to not see um, something like Liliana the Last Hope, but he has just a million removal spells, so maybe it's not the best here. Maybe um, it's not. I'm surprised there's three Jace the Mind Sculptor in this deck. I feel like that's a pl- like pretty heavy on Jace. Yeah, it is. I think you need a way to win the game, I guess, and that's like one of them. And you beat him down with Bitter Blossom tokens while you you murder your own life total of Bitter Blossom. Man, I just <laughs> this deck is a deck I can never show up and play. But you I love would just blue black decks. I, I would get massacred though. This is modern, man. You can't show up with this and hope to win. I mean, you can't have your Yuda. Yeah, I mean, it's like the one person, like uh, Corey Burkhart. I actually, this is a funny story too. Uh, pretty close with Corey, and we. I was playing a local event uh, last weekend, and I said, "Man, what should I play?" And Corey messaged me and said, "Man, you got to play this Grixis Control deck." And I was like, "Corey, I can't play four Cryptic Command dot deck. I'm not you." And, like, Corey is just the king of showing up with four cryptic commands in his deck and just beating people he shouldn't have any business beating playing his modern deck of choice. And he played Grixis Control at the um, at the GP, actually. I think he finished in, like, the top 32 with it. Yeah, and he just – that's just what he does, dude. Yeah. It's like his bread and butter. He just shows up with it. Show up with an out-of-the-wayside deck that no one's, like, expecting, I, and you just, like, stick with it and, like, hey, stick to your guns. You're going to be consistent. I, place high. Yeah, I just, I just can't explain it. And, like, Corey, if you're listening, like, congrats. And I just – I hate you for being able to play Grixis in all formats all the time. There's like another weird deck we saw. Not weird, I guess, but we saw another tribal deck, right? Like Elves top-aided uh, Portland as well? Oh my god, yes. I was so excited about this. Elves? I love Elves, right? Um, this deck is a, it's a black-green Elves deck. So basically, you know, you you just swarm the field with a bunch of Elves. Shoot yeah. your opponent in the face with Shaman of the Pact, which is like... Go nuts. Shaman of the Pact is like 
It's a three drop, three two. When it enters the battlefield, target opponent loses life equal to the number of elves you control. You can collect a company into it because it's a three drop. Pretty cool. Um, I like the inclusion of a few standard cards in here, actually. Um, Beast Whisper okay. being one of them. Beast Whisper is two colorless and two green. So it's a four drop, two three, and it's an elf druid. Whenever you cast this creature spell, you draw a card. So your Not entire bad. deck is creatures. So you just like, you know, basically just storm through your whole deck by drawing a million cards. And then yeah. the other card that the deck is using is our new two drop elf lord, Elvish Clan Caller, which is two green. And uh, it's an elf druid, 1-1. One, one. Other elves you control get plus one, plus one. And because you have an overwhelming amount of mana in a lot of cases, you can pay six mana, tap the Elvish Clan Caller, and search your library for a, another card called Elvish Clan Caller and put it onto the battlefield. So you yeah, just so put another just... lord right, right from your deck on the battlefield. Yeah, it's pretty wild. So um, actually, Jeff Hoagland played this deck um, at the Invitational as well, and I think he did pretty well with it. Um, he didn't have very good standard results. I tried to talk him out of his standard deck list. Um, but we, what do you uh, play in standard? He played Blue Black Pirates. Which oh, is yes. Not, not the greatest choice. Um, at any rate, he played as a tune-up before the Invitational. He came to the Nerd Age Gaming um, Championship trial that I hosted uh, two weeks ago. He showed up with the Elves deck, this Blue Black Elves. Something almost similar, uh, not almost similar, similar to this deck. Um and he top forward. He lost in the top four. Um, can't remember what he lost to at this moment. Was but, it like uh, Blue Moon Anger the Gods dot deck? No, you know what? It was actually, that's been the bane no, of lost... my spirit existence is main deck Anger the Gods. Yeah, he actually lost to Humans, which was a good matchup. I think he made a pretty big big mistake in one of the games. Um, that's not really here nor there, but he did play it. And then we watched the deck, uh, I think, three or four times on camera. And it's really powerful for being like a, a green creature deck, right? It's It's... It does a lot of crazy things with the able to ramp. And then um, you talked about having like this giant fireball with the uh, Shaman of the Pack. And that card dealt 10 a couple times that I watched uh, when I was watching him play. Yeah, it's just like, okay, I'm going to swing in with my 1 1s. You're not doing anything. And then you're down to 10. Oh, just take 10, ten got him. Like, <laughs> yeah, and you, just, and you just swarm them. You just swarm them out. And I think that's actually pretty good. It's not really that popular. Definitely um, not popular. Uh, definitely always like a tier two, tier two, or tier two, tier two point five, something like that. Um, the deck is very cool though. It can be a little fragile. The board wipes—that's the problem. You know, it doesn't have yeah. much resiliency. Definitely cool though. Yeah, I agree. Um, have you played any events recently, Jake? I know you. You know, after you top aided the uh, the GP, I don't remember. Have you played anything since then, really? Uh, so your boy, Mr. AK me has been like kind of on like a major event hiatus, um, because there's not really that much going around, like on around me. Um, I have the team events coming up in, um, in January. So I have Indy and I have Columbus coming up, but other than that, not really. I played a, I played a couple modern locals. I have like a seven and two local record with spirits. And, um, if you guys don't know me, like modern is not my greatest format, but I'm getting better at it. Um, like I'm, I'm pretty decent. I'm like, a, I'm pretty much a standard specialist. Like, but I don't know. I like modern. I'm having a lot of fun, just like learning all the decks and getting better. So yeah. that's nice. And then um, I actually, I got a sweet DM from Mr. Matt Bamonte. Sick brags coming in hot when this man over here was like, yeah, I've been crushing it with dredge. So I want to hear a little <laughs> bit about that. So uh, we were talking about something. I don't know what we were talking about, but I was like, I don't like I don't play a lot of magic anymore, right? So I'm mostly like the commentary guy or 
set events, coordinate players, whatever it is. Cough, cough on a podcast with me. <laughs> Podcasting. Uh, talk about the game. Um, so I decided there was a local, um, it's about 20 some players. Um, there was a modern event going on. It was for like some uh, Ultimate Masters booster packs, a box. Did you want a box? box? Topper. What's that? Did you want a box of Ultimate Masters? No, I won. It was like a cool thing. It was like a home entertainment center. So I won like, I won a TV. Oh, if this is good. I, awesome. I won a Blu-ray player. And I won a projector. Oh, so that's why you sent me a picture of a projector yeah. and asked me if I want to come over for Snuggles and movie night and ice cream. Yeah, yeah, you could totally come by. So I got so anyways, I win this tournament. Right. But I had to send Jake um, a message at one point because at, I think the Swiss was six round, five rounds, five rounds of Swiss. Mm-hmm. And I played every round and I won every round two zero. So I was uh, or I was 10 and 0 at one point. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to die in a complete fire in this quarterfinals because I haven't lost all day. Um, Not even dropped a game. The God didn't even drop a game. Didn't even drop a game. So I had 100 percent game win percentage. So I decided to send Jake the the pairing sheet or the standing sheet um, and then kind of cruise through the um, through the quarter semis and finals all the same too. just Got casually didn't lose a game. Just yeah, like just creeping chill to everyone. I mean, yeah, creeping chill was nuts. So here's a kind of a cool turn. So, I, and, I, and I think the dredge deck's pretty busted too. I know it got second place at the Envy. I don't think KCI is a very good matchup because you're not quick enough to kill them. Um, you're definitely consistent enough. But uh, here's a good story. I'll, I'll talk about this one. I played against Blue Red Phoenix. Um, it was Ross Miriam's build from last week or whatever, a couple weeks ago. And uh, on turn three, I was I was, I was on the play. On turn three in the second game, um, the guy Luke, who is a local, he flipped a thing in the ice on turn three, Jake. Okay. So I he flipped. He so he was playing like, like, is it? Yeah, he's playing is it. So he flips it and he flips his thing in the ice. He puts four cards in my hand. So I have 11 cards in my hand at this point. And I'm like, well, I can't ever win this game. There's no way. I'm, I'm going to die to this stupid freaking flip thing in the ice. It's a Loken whore. But then I found the sweetest line ever. I, I drew, I, I dredged for the turn and I put a couple blood gas in the bin, a creeping chill, something else. So I put him really low. So he was like 12 or something like this at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a co- I had a conflagrate also, so I discarded like eight cards and put them to whatever four or something like that, and then play a land and attack with my blood gas to kill him on my on my third turn. So it's like that deck is insane, dude. Just just insanity. I was like, well, I can't win this game. Oh. And when I flipped when I flipped with my um, when I flipped over with my dredge, there was a conflagrate, and I was like, well, we can't lose this game now. So. Conflict best card in modern. I was gonna say standard because I used to say best card of everything is standard. Best card of modern conflict. Yeah, dredge busted. Um, but yeah, it was it was a cool event. So leading into that, I know we got. I know for me at least this weekend, I have the Nerd Rage Gaming Championship is coming up. It's the fifteenth uh, and the sixteenth is the top eight. Um, I'm doing just regular commentary. Me and Brad Brown. Uh, we also have. Dakota Clark and Joel Asset's flying out uh, to do commentary also. And Jake yeah. Tilk, let's go. Jake Tilk. Jake Tilk is walking to Chicago. So, you know, uh, you should totally bring me in the commentary booth sometime, dude. Let, dude give me on. a shot. Give me, like, one shot in the booth. Let's go. Come with it. I'm, I'm for uh, real, dude. I'm in. All right. Well, we got your bread and butter format. We're playing standard. Um, we're also playing modern and legacy. So the tournament structure is kind of unique. 
Um, but I would definitely check it out. Go to nerdragegaming.com, check it out. You can also watch us on both days at twitch.tv slash we got standard modern and legacy going on all three formats. Um, it's a crazy tournament. It's, it's the craziest tournament. I did it last year. Um, and it's just crazy to commentate on. There's so much going on. There's so many deck lists. There's 24 players. There's 10 grand on the line. It's a nuts tournament. So definitely check it out. Um, do you know what you'd be playing if you were playing a jig? Well, I mean, so the last one run one boggles, right? Um, you get to play with one foil slippery boy. I would love to play slippery boggle, but I don't think I would play that modern right now. Um, for standard, I would definitely be on my traditional white weenies deck. Um, strong consideration to put in red, unsure because it lowers the consistency of the deck. I've mentioned this many times. Um, Jeskai control is probably the most popular deck. Jeskai, like sure. Or Turbo Niv. Those are, like, the popular yep. decks in Standard, and, like, I have a pretty good matchup on those. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'd probably be on White for for Standard. Um, for Modern, I'd be on Bant Spears just because, like, I'm very well-versed worth. i with the deck. Um, cool. I played a lot of that, and I think it's pretty good. If not, I mean, there's a definitely a strong consideration to play Tron just because it's very consistent. Um, Legacy... Honestly, the only deck I know how to play in Legacy is probably Reanimator, so I'll play Black Red Reanimator as my choice. If I was playing all three formats, and you're saying each of these people are playing all three formats? Yeah, man, they're in pods, so we do it all. It's 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 crazy. So we play two rounds of each, basically, um, and then there's some kind of weird rules that go on throughout the tournament. But uh, I would check out the you know the Nerd Rage Gaming. Uh, website if you want to see the full rule structure or just watch a stream and come chill out. But Yeah, uh, come say hi to Matt. You know, mention the Attack for Lethal podcast. Maybe you'll get a special shout-out on stream or something. You might, and I might ask questions again. I set myself up for one last time. I said, all right, everybody ask a question, and uh, I got turned into a meme, basically. They asked what uh, uh, what my dream sandwich would be. You can find that on my <laughs> my Facebook, um, or you can find it on my Twitter if you want to go look. It's It's pretty funny. Yeah, Matt's um, a pretty good follow on Twitter. He likes to tweet about sundresses and beautiful women and um, you name it. alcohol I'm, and baseball and just all sorts of stuff. I'm more of a magic guy, so follow me on Twitter, too, at First FNM. Yeah, you name it, I'm tweeting about it. Um, for me, I mean, what I would play, I in standard, probably the Blue Red Drake's deck is still good enough. Um, I know, like, Ben Reagan played a deck to Tenno with standard Drake's with no Phoenix, so I might look at that. Modern, I couldn't be bothered to not play Dredge or KCI. There's not a chance I'm playing anything else. Uh, for Legacy, the the Grixis Control deck is pretty good still. Uh, but I also saw like this Mono Red uh, Prison deck that top aided. Uh, I think at second place at Grand P Shizuoko. And Ooh, it yes, like, it was like this is like your deck, right? It's four Goblin <laughs> Masters, four Legion War Boss, a bunch of Blood Moons. Yeah, this is a total me deck because I just love like making people mad when I play Magic. <laughs> just like yeah, everything I, about me is a meme. So I feel like if you had a tournament, I would make you learn how to play this deck. So yeah, um, I would sure. check that one out. But uh, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much where I would be. So yeah, you can check out the uh, the Nerd Raid Championship on Twitch.tv slash NRG Series. Mr. Matt Bamante will be hosting. Maybe I'll pop in the chat and troll Matt a little bit. You should. It looks like I'm going to be starting my YouTube channel, like my YouTube series again. So, like, I used to do YouTube videos in 2017. Kind of took a little hiatus from that. But I'm back. Like, Arena makes making videos great. So, if you guys want to check out my YouTube channel, it's youtube.com slash tilkmtg. That's T-I-L-K-M-T-G. I would love if you guys would just check me out, tilkmtg. I'm going to be making Arena videos showing off. Some pretty janky, crazy brews, uh, teaching people how to play, like, the best standard decks, giving them a little deck guide, cyborg guide, just stuff like that. 
Sweet. Yeah, I'll definitely be interested in checking it out because I don't always make it to your stream, but I'd like to check out the YouTube and, and check out your videos. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, I won't be putting my streams on there just because like I like to I, I decided to stop recording my streams because I like to have music that everyone likes. And like if I have that, like YouTube just copyright strikes sure. at the shit out of me. Um, yep. But yeah, so I mean, other than that, we want to wish everybody a happy you know, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, because we won't be back till after Christmas. I wish you guys a happy and safe new year. Um, very excited to bring the sponsor on the podcast, have him talk a little bit about his company. And uh, yeah, just keep it grinding, guys. Yeah, we'll see you later. Uh, remember, Santa's watching, so be good at least for the next 12 days. And then uh, hopefully he treats Santa treats everybody well as this uh in a couple weeks from now. Oh, dude, we both know you're getting like a truck full of coal, not close. Literally, literally nothing besides coal. Yes, they're going to. And then <laughs> maybe I'll send you like a shot glass or something. And we'll I obviously have to that. put a piece of coal in it because, you know, you're a bad boy. Most deaf. But anyway, have a safe and happy holidays from the Attack for Lethal podcast. We'll catch you next time. Yeah.